adventure you're stepping into. I envy it in the way I would envy a friend setting off to sail the Pacific. I know there will be sea-green days of sickness, ink-black nights of storms, and salt-encrusted everything. There will be exhaustion and disorientation and loss and so much open ocean you could go blind from all the blue. But I envy that what's staring you straight in the face is nothing but that open ocean. The setting that will bring your miseries will also carry new worlds of delight. The bronze sun above, the wind whipping your hair, adventures stowed like treasure beneath your mainsail. Nothing but you and your boat and the possibility of a sea that will shape you and teach you 10,000 things you never knew about yourself and would never have known had you not left the comfort of the familiar wood dock. Change is fraught with uncertainty and fear. But it's an exhilarating fear, don't you think? You feel as though your life is unfolding before you and every offer is available. Every failure and triumph and heartbreak and victory lap a pending possibility. Which leads to my confession. The Journey Ash, for as long as I can remember, I've had a deep-seated sense that one day I was going to arrive, that I would wake up one morning and stretch out my arms to the world and revel in a sense of finished self, probably around the age of 35. Have you felt this? I never used to admit it to myself, and I certainly didn't announce it to anyone else. What normal teenage girl daydreams about her graduation into mid-30s adulthood? I'm almost embarrassed to write it now. And yet, from a very young age, I had this unrelenting sense I was moving toward a destination. I was becoming someone, becoming the finished me, and one day I was going to get there. Even as a child, I couldn't wait to meet this worldly, wisdom-filled, 35-year-old self. I'll never forget the evening that all changed. I was just a few years older than you are now, lying stomach down on my mattress on the floor, we were approaching the start of senior year, and my girlfriends and I had moved four miles off campus into the country club apartments. Each night we piled side by side into rooms that smelled like chipping paint and aging carpet, with more telephone wire than country club in our view, and it felt like the ultimate freedom. I remember that evening so well. Bright clangs of laughter and dinner dishes in the other room. The final strokes of neon sky outside my screen door. The flimsy lamp that had followed us since freshman year burned amber overhead as I flipped through a wine-red devotional, Oswald Chambers' classic, My Utmost for His Highest. I've always equated underlining to learning, so, pen poised, I found the day's page, July 28th. I skimmed the first paragraph and, out of habit, pressed a line of ink beneath what seemed an important stretch of words. What we see is only the process of reaching a particular end. I stopped. I put my pen down. I read the passage again. We should never have the thought that our dreams of success are God's purpose for us. In fact, His purpose may be exactly the opposite. We have the idea that God is leading us toward a particular end or a desired goal, but He is not. The question of whether or not we arrive at a particular goal is of little importance, and reaching it becomes merely an episode along the way. What we see is only the process of reaching a particular end God sees as the goal itself. Ash, the soul, tuned by character, is an instrument. When words strike a chord, our spirit resonates. I think the heart can discern a cadence of truth as much as the ear can discern a melody, and that night, those words felt like music. 
I lay there for a while, on my mind's empty beach, as the cold truths caught me up like a tide. What we see is the journey God sees as the destination. I wondered if I had had life a bit wrong all these years. Once upon a time, I believed that who I was today didn't matter as much as who I would become, that what mattered most was whether I achieved the goals I set for myself, the goals I felt called to. I believed that hitting the sands of some tropical shore was what made the sailing trip worthwhile. But God wasn't waiting for me to get somewhere. He saw my life, the entire span of it, from birth to death, all at once. And he loved me as I was and as I am and also as I would be in some eternal moment outside of time. I'm not sure where you are with God, but I'd love to know. I have a lot more to learn about you, Ash, and you about me as well. But what I do know is this, that night was a revelation for me.